Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Kicking It with Kelsey. Um, just a short recap from the last episode. If you missed it, please go check that out. Um, I had Whitney on and we were talking about religion versus spirituality, you know, and how to like not separate the two, but understand that we're spiritual beings and, you know, having that relationship with God is more important then, you know, just jumping into religion and allowing him to transform your life and, you know, fellowship with him and a host of other things. I'm not going to spill too much of it, but definitely go check that episode out. Um, it was amazing. I literally had chill. So go check that out. So today episode, um, I have a phenomenal man here and like, I feel like he has all the answers That's a bit to much. life. That's definitely a bit much. <laughs> Like he's been a mentor to me um, for a few years. I definitely just feel like he has all the answers. So today's (laughs) today's episode, um, the topic is how to love a man. Oh, and um, yeah, because I'm 29 and I just feel like I just don't know. Well, maybe I do, but I feel like as. Nobody really knows but that person, you know. So I feel like the way that us as women um, show up in our relationships, it could be partly based on our lack of, you know, understanding. So Mm. I just, yeah, I need you to drop some gems. I want to pick your brain a little bit about that. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself. All right, then. (laughs) Well, first of all, my name is Michael McDaniel, and I'm no expert. As uh, Kelsey lies, laid out, lies. Um, no lies at all. It's no lies. It's all facts. 2020 has proven that <laughs> nobody knows anything. True. So it's 2021. And I'm like, all right, who am I now? So, uh, but anyway, I'm a husband and father of three, twin boys, a little girl, you know, and I'm trying to figure it out just like everybody else. But, um, you know, professionally, I'm a voice actor, on-camera talent, and a comedian as well. So yeah. Go on YouTube, watch the Dr. Will show. Every voice on there is my own. Minus one, Ava, my love interest. Well, Dr. Will's love interest. That's none other than the incomparable Brandy Mitchell. But yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's I love Brandy so much. She's the best. Yes. So, um, yeah. So, because you are married. I am married. And I just want to know, like, when it comes to, you know, what you need from a spouse. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, like on a mental, emotional, like spiritual level, I know those can, can all be different or they can be the same, but that's, that's like my first question. I just want to dive straight in. <laughs> you know what's crazy? That's, it's, um, ah, that's, it's simple, but complicated because it's based on the individual, mm. you know, like when, if you liked somebody, let's just say you, if you like someone, there's something that you liked about them. And if you dated that person. And they seem to pique your interest. They did the things that you wanted, Mm. typically, or they showed some uh, propensity to do the things that you would need in the future, which will make you consider having a relationship long term with that person. Mm -hmm. Maybe they didn't keep up that act, but nonetheless, they showed that they could do something. But... Your needs at that time were based on what you thought you needed at that time. Mm-hmm. And potentially you'll outgrow that need and realize the person that I am now doesn't need that anymore. So if that person that's loving you, quote unquote, 
thought that they were, I had, but I had what you need. And you're yeah. like, you're somebody else. Mm. How do I love? How do I love you now? So you basically, so basically, like every new level that you reach, you feel like you, it's a different requirement that you need. I feel like love is more complicated than Instagram allows it to be. Mm. You know what I mean? I yeah. think, I think this generation that we have now, like love has been so, it's what we see on TV. It's movies, yeah. it's all that stuff. It's, it's the pulse, it's relationship goals. Which the only relationship goals would be the ones that last and the both of the people who are loving each other, they old and sane. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we still got our mind. We're not crazy. Like, yeah. to me, that, that should be the relationship Absolutely. goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's very hard to see that now. You know, yeah. a few years ago, it would have been like Kim and, Kardec, Kim and Kanye. Yeah. Kim Ye, love of relationship goals. Mm-mm. All lies. Both of them yeah. crazy. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah. if you real, like, who wants that? Yeah. Who wants your whole life under a microscope all the time for what? So it's safe to say, like, so, and that's the, that's the, that's good because I was raised by my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, they were married for I want to say like forty eight years to date. Wow. But that was all I knew. So mm-hmm. I feel like. That was a goal for me. You know, I want to be married. I want to have a family long term and grow old together. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I would ask my grandpa sometimes too, like, how did y'all make it last this long? Because do y'all hate each other now? Because it's like <laughs> your goals, like you said, we look at the way things work for other people and it, it looks great. So we're like, oh, I want that, too. Mm-hmm. When really, like, what do you think that those goals should be like? What foundation mm-hmm. should those goals be upon? I think. Values is like two people like the the biggest mistake and I'm myself included. I'm talking about I'm everything I say is about me. So just so you understand that. So when I'm talking about bad stuff, it's me. That's real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like good stuff, maybe not me. It's some obs- observation or mm-hmm. some new idea that I have have a you know life now. Yeah. But when I look at we look at people who who made it and we all ask ourselves the right question. Like all right. That's the goal, but what does that cost? Mm-hmm. And do I have enough in my account to pay for that? You know, or are we saving up together? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's values. It's like the most important thing is you can get two people on the same page who want the same thing. Like that's the every that's the every successful business relationship, every successful relationship period is based on that commonality, that common goal. So why should the most important relationship you ever have, the standard be less than that. You know what I mean? Like that's dysfunction at its finest when y'all not on the same page and you're trying to make the titles work. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can be married and not be in a marriage. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like you could be driving a car and not be licensed. You know, so it's like it's the idea of uh, the title mm-hmm. that we get caught up in. You know That's what I'm good. saying? Like, it's not the title. It's the substance behind the title. I've seen people who never even made it as a couple. I hate your guts when we in each other's company all the time. But when this guy is sick and on his way out of here, mm-hmm. the person that's by his side was that person. We didn't work well there. I got people that 
I think the concept now, like, let's talk about the concept of loyalty. Mm-hmm. Remember a couple years ago, that was the, everybody was hashtag loyalty. <laughs> loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. All, Nobody's <laughs> yeah. talking about that anymore. Right. right. Yeah. When the last time you seen somebody talk about loyalty? Like, so we have these crucial factors in life that are hashtag fads. Mm. You can be loyal to somebody. That's how I look at love. Love is really loyalty. I could hate your guts, but I could love you to death. And if he tries to kill you, I'm going to do everything I can to kill him before he can hurt you. And then walk away like, I still can't stand you. You still get on my nerves. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? But... I could really, really like you. <laughs> but if somebody's trying to kill you, like, oh, that's, right, so, that's their business. <laughs> yeah. That's their business. Okay. So it's like, you relationships look like that now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, when you have two people, when you say you love somebody, what does that really mean? Yeah. Does that mean, Jesus said, no greater love have no man than this, and you should lay down your life for your friend. So in essence, I'm willing to die for you. I'm willing to sacrifice myself for you. Do you have two people who feel the same way? Mm, That's good. Or you're going to have one person who just dying for the other person and it just feels like they're on the cross all the time. Yeah. (laughs) So So like, I have a question. So do you feel like there was a level of like preparation that you had to do as a person within yourself to be ready to be like to allow somebody to love you because just in my from my experience like I feel like I've been in situations where I'm showing up you know how I should mm-hmm. but it's not being appreciated because they don't even know you know they they don't even understand it's foreign to them Mm-hmm. So like I want you to speak on that because I definitely without like in my generation, you know, mm-hmm. younger men, like I don't think they understand how important it is to, you know, go, you know, go through healing and to like unpack certain things that they've been in, you know, that they've been through so that they can even allow somebody to love them and they can even, you know, recognize what that is when it comes and not just be like it. Are we talking about black men? It's different for black men because we've experienced, not we, but they have experienced a lot more than, you know, other. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can really only speak for for us. I can't. I look at other cultures and I see a whole lot less excuses. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when I look at us like black men, I'm like, okay, where do we really see what that looks like? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A good at least eight out of 10 of us grew up without our fathers in the house. Yeah. We might have knew who he was. He might have been around. But if him and uh, if our parents weren't together, we didn't get to see what love really looks like. Or yeah. we didn't get to see what you were really looking for or expecting in return when you give what your idea of love is to, to us. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like love means something different to different people. And what if he's not really looking for love? Right. You know what I'm saying? What if he's not at the age or at the stage in his life to where he doesn't value having somebody who wants to give what you want to give? They may want you, but 
that doesn't mean that they want everything that comes with that. If, yeah. That doesn't mean they want your everything. They may say it and they may expect it, but that doesn't mean that they're ready to handle that because that means that I have some responsibility to reciprocate something. You know what I mean? Like I have a, me and my boy, we talk about managing our expectations. Mm. We always talk about managing our expectations and capacity. So it's like, as a man, if I know, if I study my woman's strengths and weaknesses, and that's my job, because if I don't understand that, I can't protect her. Right. You know, so when I do that, and that I see myself, my own insufficiency or need that I have, it's wrong for me to ask you to pay a bill that you can't afford to pay. So until you get to that place and you may never get there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't ask that from you, you know, and vice versa. But it's more so on me as a, as a man. And I didn't see this anywhere. You know, nobody taught me this. So we, we're always learning on the fly. And unfortunately for us, the lessons we learn, we, we understand that we messed up later. It might take 10 years for me to know, oh, that was stupid. Yeah. It took that much. The learning curve is a lot steeper for me because I didn't see any of these examples. You know, so I messed up money. I messed up relationships. I messed up houses. I messed up, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, I never saw, I'm doing a lot of things that I never saw done before. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it just sounds like. I don't even know if I answered like, your question. Kind of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but a, a little, I want you to touch a little bit more on it. Cause I, I just be wanting to understand, like, mm-hmm. It's so hard because that definitely for me because I'm I'm naturally a nurturer. You mm-hmm. know, that's a part of my gift. That's just who I am. So I always have compassion in my intimate relationships because I think about that. Like, mm-hmm. what did you like you might have went through something in your life, you know, at a young age where your parents weren't together, you grew mm-hmm. up without your father or whatever it may be. We've all come from a long lifeline of just trauma and yeah. things that are not normal. You right. know, so it's like what, like, how do you, how do you, like, well, what advice would you give to me? Like, and I'm sure a lot of other, you know, young women, like, how do you maneuver through that without, like, losing yourself? Because, mm-hmm. you know, as women, we want things too, but I feel like we always end up being, like, the helpmate for this person. And it's like, we're trying to love you. We're trying to, like, be there for you. But it's like, we might not even really understand what you need because definitely in our generation, like, guys don't, really can they don't know how to communicate what they need mm. they might not even know what they need that part so yeah remember <laughs> how i just said it might take 10 years for me yeah. to realize i messed up something you know what i'm saying because i didn't know there's a yeah. lot of things that i just don't know you know and even right now like i'm like nothing makes you feel st- stupid like kids you know being the age that i'm in, i am with small children it's humiliating. You know what I mean? Like you tell you, you tell your daughter, Abby, put your pants on. No. <laughs> like with a straight face, like not doing that. Like, like, well, who are you talking to? You three. No, daddy. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. My point is, let me, let me find a point. 
and now I'm rambling, it feels like. But you have to ask that person. Mm-hmm. You have to investigate that person. You know, you have to see how open this person is. You can't come in with your guns blazing. You can't come in with the whole Kelsey and put the whole Kelsey on the table. You can't take the whole Kelsey. Yeah. Need a couple coconut shrimp first. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to get a whole meal. You can't give the whole meal because you have to find out if this person can handle that. Yeah. And you, once you find out, like, what he, this person really needs, you need to be real and be like, can I handle that? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's it's going to cost you different amounts at different times. Mm-hmm. You know, relationships are expensive. You know what I'm saying? Like, People go through things that are, that are crazy, like last, well, it wasn't last year, it was 2019, September. I have my daughter, who's a year and a half, well, about to turn two. My two sons have been born. They're like four months. My father dies September 20th. Last time I see my brother is at my father's funeral. Three days later, he's murdered. So I have all of that and my kids, and my wife, and my trauma that I already have. Yeah. Who are you? I just now stopped. I just now snapped too. Yeah. Because you go into these, love means different things at different times. You know what I mean? So it's like, you have to have somebody who has your rhythm, who you can flow with, who's a friend to you. That's the most important thing. Stop trying to be a husband or wife or whatever the title may be or girlfriend or whatever. Like, can we, are we really friends? That's good. You know yeah. what I mean? Do you really see me? You know, like. Do you hear me? Do you, are do you, you there? Are we present in this moment? Yeah. Can you yeah. look at, can you look in my eyes? If I say I'm okay, do you have the thing that says. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. And you forcing me to say, forcing me to think, am I trying to just act like I'm okay, but I'm really not? And make me think about that. Only somebody who's paying attention can can see that. Only somebody who genuinely cares about what matters to you can see that. So you have to consider all those things. You know, like if you're a deep thought provoking person, like you are, everybody not going to have the conversation that you want to have. They're going to look at your Instagram post and be like, well, let's just talk about that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm Self-surface. saying? Self-surface. Yeah, that's that's where that's where this world is right now. Yeah. Everybody wants what it looks like. Everybody want to throw out the 99 pictures that look like trash and keep that one that look like a billion dollars. Yeah. And those are the ones we post. Mm. So That's so true. It, that's what that's where our values are right now. So when you talk about depth, having real connection, how? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm you 29? Mm-hmm. Just turned 29. Just turned 29. <laughs> I'm about to turn 43. And that's crazy to me. But when I was 29, I think I had, well, I started my career at 29. But anyway, see, late, 10 years late, started my career 10 years late. 
But then, but making me feel like I'm late, later. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with what I'm saying. Like no, you, yeah. you, you hold down a real job, all that stuff. You, you've done some things. You got a kid. I ain't no kid. I've just, you know, started some things late. I forgot what I was about to say about 29. But just before that, there was no texting. Texting is new for me. Like, when I was in high school, you just called. Yeah. When you were in high school, y'all were already texting. Mm-hmm. Social media was coming into play. Like, yeah. none of that stuff existed for me. So y'all have a whole nother set of interpersonal issues to combat with. Yeah. Because communication is different. It's easier for me to understand uh, that you're not feeling right or something's off because that's how I grew up. You know what I'm saying? My hypothalamus <laughs> developed <laughs> under those guys. There was no texting. Like, yeah. I wasn't, or it probably existed. I had texting on my phone. I was like, I ain't doing that. I don't know what that is for a long time because it's a phone. You yeah. talk on the phone. So it's a whole nother mindset. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like my age, it's a whole nother mindset. Like it's it's okay to call. But now people be mad if you call. Yeah. That's why I text you because I don't want to talk to you. I didn't you. want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's it's those things create communication barriers. So when you start trying to go from those surface things to having a deep connection, how do you do that? If you didn't, what are you talking about? This is deep. I told you I love you with three hearts. <laughs> Through the text. That's how it is, too. It's yeah. it's hard. It's, de- it's definitely hard, like, dating in this generation. Um, I th- and I think it has a lot to do with the way that I was raised and the things mm-hmm. that I've seen. You mm-hmm. know, even though it wasn't completely, like, amazing, but mm-hmm. it was still the way that I've seen things. So I don't, like... Ca- casual encounters or you know Mm -hmm. like I feel like when I date I want it to be intentional because Mm -hmm. I want to be a wife I don't want to just be a girlfriend here then another girlfriend and like Mm -hmm. but it's just so hard because I feel like that communication you know and being able to let someone know like you know this is what the goal I have for Mm -hmm. this is and I feel like men most especially they don't have the capacity either or you know the honesty to be able to communicate that mm-hmm. either so it's like when you were younger because I, mm-hmm. like now i feel like you all you just got it all figured out i do not. but you do <laughs> i really feel like you do oh, but like God, no. did you have those moments like too like when you were like dating or you know like women were maybe expecting more from you than what you were able to give at that time like how did you oh you know? you're getting too deep now i gotta talk about my life <laughs> Yes. So, uh, well, you know what? I can't say that that was the case. I think what I ran into primarily was people wanting their idea of me. Mm. So I was married before. My first marriage, you know, we in church, you know, didn't. We were dating five years, no sex until we married, the whole thing, you know, and that didn't work. (laughs) 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 But it wasn't. No, I'm not saying that's why it didn't work. I'm just saying it didn't work. It didn't work. And I'll take the blame for that. Mm -hmm. 
yep, messed that one up. You know, <laughs> it could have worked because the truth, like, we have reasons like, well, it's not there for me. It's not loyal. <laughs> but but crazy. I'm serious. These are like stuff, things I said to myself. It's like, it's not on my side. Just because a person doesn't agree with you doesn't mean they're not on your side. We equate love with, with consistent agreement. Love is really challenging. Like, you have to be able to trust a person to ask you a question about something that you really think you're sure about. You know what I mean? It could be coming from an insecure place or it could be coming from a sincere place. You have to be able to discern which it is. You know what I mean? You have to be able to determine that. And I think that's where we make a lot of mistakes. But... Post that I'm in the public now, you know, so I was targeted and I didn't know it. Like, I didn't go into a club until I started doing stand up comedy. I hate clubs. You know, my dad was a street dude, so we stay out of the way. Like, yeah. his brand of street will stay out of the way. Don't go where the danger is. If the fight breaks out, you go the other way, unless it's your people. Yeah. Unless it has something to do with you. If it don't have nothing to do with you, stay out the way before it ends up you. Right. So that that was my mindset. That's how I live my life. What I'm going to go to a club for? I don't want nobody at the club. I don't want no chick that's sitting up in there. Like, who is she anyway? She want everybody. Like, this is how I'm thinking. Like, she's advertising for whoever will, you she know what I'm saying? She's for the streets. She's she for the streets. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoever's the best, who's the best, who, who got the bag? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, what what is she looking for in the club? You're not looking for substance there because everybody on the same thing. Yeah. You know, that so that's where my mindset was on that. So now I'm in this environment and people are responding to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm getting attention that I've never gotten before because I've never put myself out there like that. Yeah. And I don't know that it's beyond my comedy that she's trying to get to, it's the power that she's trying to get to. Like, Stu moves, the crowd is moved by what he's saying and what he's doing. <laughs> I'm laughing. Oh, my God, I want more of that. <laughs> <laughs> I want it all the time. I don't know that this is what's going on in somebody's head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Until I'm in a mess. I'm like, how I get here? <laughs> you know how you got there. Why, why, why? <laughs> Oh, you just set me up, huh? I was gullible, man. I like just pure stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was. Like I just didn't I just didn't know. I, I didn't grow up in the church. I was 17 when I started going. I I was oh, literally wow. I was literally on the strip on Belle Isle Friday, Saturday night, went to church with my uncle on Sunday morning and quote unquote got saved. Mm -hmm. So I literally came out like literally out the streets. My 73 Impala posted up on the strip, Bell Isle. You know what it was. <laughs> I can't even picture you being like that. That's the funny part. It's a lot of things people can't picture. <laughs> That's funny. It's all good. Yeah, but. I don't know if I answered your question. You did. Again. You did. It's, you did. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's, I just be trying to figure it out. Like, I don't know, like, y'all probably, me and probably look at women like we just so hard to understand and figure out, but I really be feeling like that because I always try, like he said, I try to be 
understanding of like what people might have experienced or what they might have went through. But do you feel like the things that you might have experienced like younger? I don't really know mm-hmm. too much about like, you know, your parents, but like, do you think that it affected the way that you view like relationships? Absolutely. I see you trying to force something out of me. All right. So when I was six years old, my parents, they were never married. They split up. My little brother was just born maybe four or five months old at the time. And, you know, my dad at the time was using his own free base. <laughs> That's before it was called crack. Okay. <laughs> I just remember stuff missing out of the house. And we went from this big, huge TV on the floor to this little black and white TV on top of a table and my daddy beating it, trying to get it to work. I didn't process that as anything. And then after that, my parents, I never heard them argue. They breaking up. Mama leaving. And they asked me, who did I want to live with at six? But it was primarily, it was my father. Like, you ain't just taking my son. Like, we're going to ask him who he wants to stay with. <laughs> And it, without question, I was like, mm, my daddy. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a thing. Like I'm going with him. Yeah. And then my mother got in the van and drove down Schaefer, going south, going towards Jefferson. And we were at Schaefer and Elmira, was right off of Plymouth. Mm. My dad owned both houses on the corner. We had a little house and a big house. They both. Demolished now. <laughs> it's a field. <laughs> but, and watching my mom drive away. So, ironically, a couple months later, me and my dad end up leaving the house because he lost the house naturally, natural progression. And we moved on LaBelle and LaSalle, not far from here, my, uh, with my grandfather, which was a house my dad got for my grandfather. His daughters, or his stepdaughters, and stepson went here, went to Central. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like, it was this nostalgic drive coming here. Coming here. Wow. Like, I was like, oh, I remember daddy was, me and daddy was playing over there and my tire caught flat. That little, uh, oh, wow. on Davidson, the little park yeah. right there with some of you coming up past living over. But anyway, all this stuff just started playing in my head. While I was there, my dad, my aunt lived not far from there. I come home from school and my dad is like, leaving. So I'm like, where are we going? <laughs> and he's like, you know, you're not coming. Mm. Like, and he left me with my granddad's girlfriend and her kids. My granddaddy worked midnights. So when he was home, he was asleep. I barely saw my grandfather, but I was there with them. So I'm six. I had to make this adult decision and you left, and my daddy left me, and I don't know where my mama is. Mm. And it's just me and these strangers, and I'm six. And I don't know what's next. That absolutely shapes the way you look at relationships. Mm. So how do you go into relationships? You don't know you got abandonment issues. You know what I'm saying? But you, how do you not have them? Yeah. Because that's the core of your childhood. So over the course of the next three years, that's what your life is like. You and your daddy together, then you get dropped off. You and your daddy together, you get dropped off. And that goes on until he goes to prison. And then you finally end up back with your mother. But that's a, the tail end of your formative years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now you're in the hood. You've seen all types. You've seen people shot. You've seen, you know how to make dope. 
You know what I'm saying? You're like, you know everything. Yeah. So it's like, what choice you gonna make? Oh man, I can't be with I can't be around them because they'll talk. <laughs> I can't mess with them because they'll they might kill my family if I mess the bag up. So I can't, so I, I ain't going to do that. I am a child and I'm, I'm on alert all the time. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still that way. We have a nice house. We live in the suburbs. We have a beautiful home. We got space all around us. We got land. I still got guns though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Should. So it's like, yeah, it shapes I got to be able to protect yeah. my family no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Like, so was there a time when you feel like you had to like unlearn those things or like unpack the experiences, even from a child? Like, were you able to? Were you ever ever able to see that? Okay, I'm I'm showing up this way in my relationships because this happened to me. Mm-hmm. Like, was there like a a moment of you know, like clarity for that? And then once you knew that, how did you then like unpack that? And heal from it. I don't know how I could adequately answer that question. I don't know if I'm going to answer it exactly the way you want me to. But what I will say is this. Like this year, I learned something about, well, last year now. But I learned something. It was like, if a person comes to me and they talk about all their flaws and their mistakes, first thing I'm going to do is like, hey, man, that's okay. You're all right. It's good. You know, let's move on. God has something for you. You got whole lot of life to live. Let's, you know, you made a mistake. Let's move on. That's not something that I did for myself, though. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. I didn't give myself that same grace and compassion that I gave other people. So the most important relationship I learned is not my relationship with you or with them or her or anybody. The most important relationship next to my relationship with God is my relationship with myself. Yeah. It's the mirror. Because that's where you either look in that mirror and you see the best in you or you see your brokenness and you choose how you're going to live that day. Yeah. I'm going to live as the broken person trying to fix it or am I going to be or am I going to accept myself and stop accept myself with my flaws and just let it be what it is? Yeah. You know, because what ends up happening is happening is for me. I found myself in a lot of situations, like even when I was talking about the role of husband, wife, and all of that, playing roles. You know what I'm saying? And when you start playing roles, you don't know you're playing a role. You just think, oh, this is my title. This is who I got to be. I'm a mm-hmm. father, so this is, this, I guess this is what fathers do. You know, uh, I'm a minister, so I guess this is, this is what ministers do. Yeah. When you start living for the role, you cease to be an authentic person. Mm. And your in your real gifts, who you really are, the way God made you, and the flaws that God allowed you to have, which are a very important part in the masterpiece, like the flaws in a painting is what that's how they know what's authentic from a copy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Wow, that's good. So it's like for us as people, if you don't accept you the way you are, how are you gonna accept somebody else? With they mess. You know what I mean? Once you accept you, it's easier to accept another person and be like, it takes the judgment out of you. Mm. You know, like for me, yeah. it helped me deal with my my judgment issues. And my judgment issues was really my insecurity. 
You know what I'm saying? It's like this person pushes this button. And when they push that button, forget the role. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you you hit my trauma. Yeah. You you know, you, you start acting crazy. So it's like, which, which me you want? <laughs> Why not just be you all the time? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just have some standard of that means and that, that means don't take stuff you don't have to take from people. If it bothers you, don't play a role, act like it don't bother you. Keep it real. Because that'd be the hard part. Like, if you, like, and that's the thing. So for me, I feel like if something that I'm doing is, like, bothering somebody else and they Mm -hmm. voice that to me, now it's like I'm looking inside myself and it's like, okay, are they just triggered by something that I'm, I'm, I could be absolutely doing nothing wrong, but it could be triggering something, you know, Mm -hmm. inside of them. So it's like, is this a flaw or is this something that I can, like, kind of change about myself or not? And I think that's, that's the way that I look at in relationships. Like, if it's something that this person is doing, like, if it's a flaw or, it's, you know, it could mm-hmm. just be like, oh, this is just who they are. Mm-hmm. Or it could be something that they could, you know, a toxic trait that they can, like, work through. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that, too? Like, because sometimes people are like, oh, that's just how I am. Take it or leave it. And it's like, is that how you really are? Do you want this to be who you are? Or, like, because it's kind of toxic. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. <laughs> When somebody says that to you, the zoo I am, take it or leave it, you make a choice because they're saying, yeah, I'm not really trying to change out here in these streets. This is what I want to be. I appreciate that because now you've liberated me. You've given me the option to choose. Now, as opposed to like, I hate when I do that. I don't want it, man. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be trying. <laughs> when you start lying, like you, yeah. you're not, you keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, you asked for forgiveness eight times this week. For the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, accept that that's where you are right now. That might change someday, but it's not my job to change you. And if it's somebody that I have to change you, I don't need to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's because that means that you're triggering something in me. And it might not be that it's just a trigger. It just might be. Anti-social behavior is just not good. Like anti-social, like the real psychological term of anti-social just means disruptive behavior. Yeah. Like the life of the party. Like, oh, he jumped off the table. That goes against <laughs> social norms. Yeah. You know, not the person that's quiet and the recluse. So just had to clarify for my people out there. <laughs> he anti-social. He don't want to be around us. That's not the same that's thing. That's not the same thing. I'm, I'm a recluse. I'm not. I just like yeah. being with myself. I'm introverted. Yeah. But same. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That clarified a lot. And I th- yeah, because that's what it boils down to. Like, I, for me personally, like, I know that the things that I experienced as a child and like not having my father, and mm-hmm. I definitely could see the correlation between the type of guys that I chose to date or mm-hmm. like the things that I accepted in a relationship. Or, you know, just not want to have relationships at all. And just even the thought of it, like, eh, no, not not you, not you, nobody. Just everybody <laughs> just leave me alone. It, it came from my very first um, idea of what love from a man looked like. Mm-hmm. And it was not existent, really, in my life. So mm-hmm. I just thought that, you know, I didn't really know how to maneuver through the whole, like, love and dating and stuff because I had no real example of it either. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, all I've seen was, you know, what my grandmother, or how to be a wife or how to be a woman and what you're supposed to do. But I never really seen like, OK, well, what is the other party supposed to be doing? Like, I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but when you say like, think about what you just said, what I saw my grandmother do. That was the normal for your world. Yeah. Now you take that and put it in his world. His grandma and then probably had a whole different set of rules, you know, so there's no common set of rules. It's marriage is two people becoming one. Yeah. It's like, OK, we're going to take a little bit of mine, a little bit of yours. We're going to throw out this. We're going to throw <laughs> out that after we fight through all of that. And we're going to try to make our own thing. That's really what it's about. It's about establishing a new culture because you got a new last name. You got a new generation of people. Mm-hmm. And what happened in that generation doesn't work in this generation. Like, it's been said all the time, like, such and such, well, their wife doesn't work. You know, blah, blah, blah. Like, hey, man, you know what year it is? And it's not that I don't want to be in the position to where, or any man doesn't really want to be in a position where his woman doesn't have to work, blah, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not where we are right now. Like, I'm in a, I'm in a building stage, you know, and I don't have the capacity to, babysit somebody that's not working. Yeah. You need to have, <laughs> even if it's not a job, you need to have something to do. That you're doing, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's just something to to help me or to aid, you know, but sometimes leaving me alone is help. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I mean, really, like, True, because yeah. I'm an introverted person. Like, I, I live off of my creativity. Like, that's the only way I make money is if I'm able to tap into me. And so how do you like how how are you an introvert while while married? Like this is something that I always fear. I be like I don't know if I'm really ready for marriage. Like I got a long day. I come <laughs> home and somebody want to talk to me, and I'm just like I just want it to be quiet. Like how do you? That takes real just love and maturity, and I don't know if I got there yet. And if y'all the opposite, it's even more challenging. Yeah. But it's me me and my wife were having this conversation once. In a diner when you could still eat out in public. <laughs> we were talking about we were talking about the roles things and the expectations that come with that. Mm-hmm. Before I took on the title of husband, I was Michael. Long after, if we don't work, I still have to be Michael. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain level of responsibility that comes with that. But at the same time, there's a greater level of responsibility to be myself, you know, because that's what I thought you wanted, you know, because who I am, you were, if you were attracted to that, that was a part of it. That's what built and made me that person. So I still need that. But even now that I'm giving more of myself, I have to make more time to make sure that I stay grounded in Michael. Before I lose Michael and I hate everybody in this room (laughs) because that's ultimately what will happen. You know, Mm -hmm. your identity will get lost in the titles and in the responsibilities of the title. And trying to please the other person. Yeah, you can't can't do that. Like, of course, you'll go through your little changes and whatnot, but it's tough to learn that the hard way. So those are things that you got to talk about. Like if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody counseling, like. Ask them about their past relationships, why that didn't work. 
You know what I mean? Like, don't ask right away, though, because you're looking <laughs> desperate. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, get to a level of friendship where y'all can talk about deep things, where you can yeah. ask a tough question. You know what I'm saying? Where you can talk to a sister, or their sister or their mother and, you know, why, you know, why me and that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just find out how they thinking, what's going on. Yeah, you know, sense. paint a better, a bigger picture. Do your investigation. You know, do you cuss your mom out? <laughs> Tired of her. Like, do you do you base that on how she how you feel about her or something that she did that makes you feel that way and makes you would say something that disrespectful about your mother? But guess what? If I do that, you're gonna do the same thing to me. If mama don't have no, if mama can't get away without the streets catching her. <laughs> I'm about to get. Right. I'm going straight to the streets. Yeah. You know what I mean? So these are all things that you have to like pay attention to. But the most important thing is like know yourself. And that's the hardest thing, really, mm-hmm. because nobody can teach you how to be yourself. That's true. I can teach me how to be a title. My daddy couldn't teach me how to be him because mm. it wasn't it's for me to be me, you know, I take what I learned from him. I take what I learned from my mother. I take what I learned from such and such and see if that works for me. You know, may not work for me. So it's like a word just keep popping up in my head because I remember um, some of the girls was asking me, like, you know, some questions to ask during this. Mm -hmm. But, like, do you feel like potential is a real thing? Like how some people are like, oh, I see the potential in this person. And I see what they have the potential to be, or would you just be like, <laughs> no, just <laughs> exactly where they are, or just not at all? Because yeah. that's a big thing. No, here's here's you know, I would if you'd have asked me that maybe two three years ago, I'd be like, yeah, maybe potential's cool. However, I don't think you should marry or do a lifetime commitment based on potential. Like even if you were investing in a company. And you had a million dollars. You're a millionaire. And somebody comes to you with this new idea. New idea. I'm proven. I'm tested. Are you going to give your whole million to invest in that? Now, I'll throw you a couple dollars. In the, <laughs> maybe I'll throw you 20000 see what we see what it does. So why would you throw your whole self onto potential? Yeah. Like, if you just equate it to something that you really value... And then look at yourself like, what's more precious than you? You can't do it based on potential. If you can't be with somebody and if they never change from the way they are, can I live my life, the rest of my life with this person if they never change? If you can't answer that question that way, you don't need to do it. <laughs> that's good. Because that's, that's dangerous. You're going to kill yeah. yourself. That's soul killing. You're setting yourself up for failure because yeah. you're expecting change. Like if you decide mm-hmm. based on potential, oh, that means, oh, they're going to change at some point. And what the longer that change takes, you're going to be like, why aren't you changed yet? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Tired of this. You know, you're going to lose it. That's good stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. That's like they sense. need to be what you want now. And that's okay. And I think yeah. that... Unless you want Jesus, Puff Daddy, <laughs> Denzel, <laughs> all in one person, then you're in trouble. Mm. 
Because Jesus, he's going to be perfect. He's going to pray when he needs to pray. He's going to be all of that stuff. Yeah. So do you set, like, have you ever set, because so, I'm sure you were looking for a wife at some point, right? Yeah, slowly. <laughs> <laughs> you are so funny. But I'm so, serious. But, like, did you have, like, a list of things, like, okay, this is what I'm looking for. And these are like my non-negotiables. Because <laughs> I feel like everybody should have like you real, should. you know, real. You should. Real ones though. You everybody should. But <laughs> here's why this is, this is important. Like if I went back and looked at my list, I don't have my list. Sheesh. Because it's what I thought you at thought the you time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was what I thought at the time. So you can't. There are certain things that should be non-negotiable, and you should. But even if the person checks off everything on that list, I guarantee you, once you get married and y'all living together and enjoying your life together, supposedly enjoying your life, you're going to start flipping the table over on you. Mm. Something is it's not going to be the list. You're going to be like, that wasn't on the list. <laughs> So now you, hey, 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 what's up? What's up with the list? Hey, man, like, on my list was brush your teeth right when you get up, <laughs> before you talk to me. <laughs> I don't want you talking to me until that's done. <laughs> no, nah, he, nah, he ain't my breakfast yet. Come here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, now you got you to gotta live with that. So it's... It's all. It's gonna change. Let's say he gets into a tragic car accident, loses both of his legs, and he was like, "We should jog together." <laughs> <laughs> this man. No, you know what I'm saying. But seriously, stuff like that happens. Stuff like that happens. Like we should, we should go jogging. Like yeah, we run together. And he goes first day at work. Y'all just got married. And you get that phone call. Mm. Got no legs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what we gonna do now? All right, I'll push you in the stroller. You just do your arms like this. Like yeah. you have to adjust. That's real. So, but that's that's lifelong commitment. So make sure that you have what it takes to commit lifelong to something. You know what I'm saying? Like, do I want to be doing this forever? You gotta right. really think about that. When I'm 50, did I am I good? No, forget that. When I'm 40. And your daughter, like when my daughter's this age and I'm at this phase in life, do I want to have more kids? Does they, do they want more kids? Like, what, what does that look like? Yeah. What type of it's father? It's like a lot be? of communication and like getting to know a person. Yeah. And you can't do it through text. It takes time. Yeah. I would say it takes more time now because you have more barriers. People get in arguments over stuff that I wouldn't have gotten into an argument with in my early 20s. Like with no argument over social media. Right. You like it. You like it all. Why are you liking all these pics? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I looked at your page and it's only pictures of you. There's no pictures of us. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's a whole new world. Yeah. Like y'all got, hey man, it's rough out here in these streets. Oh, it's definitely rough. It's confusing. Definitely too. with this generation. It's yeah. hard. It's just the state of the world right now. Yeah. I mean, look at the Trump supporters right now. <laughs> <laughs> Delusion. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's definitely hard. But this was good. I think I had uh, an overall idea. I think it's the biggest thing that I took from it was you know know yourself, 
and communication because the thing about it is that what somebody else is experiencing or like the way that someone else shows up in the world has nothing to do with you. Period. So in a relationship, you can't make it about you. Like if they're doing things a certain type of way, it's not, it doesn't mean that they don't love you or they just might not be able to be that person for you. So it's like mm. choosing what you can and cannot accept and understanding that it really has nothing to do with you and everything to do with that person. Good. And also, don't lead with, I want to be a wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't tell them that. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't put that out there. You know, just, hey, man, I'm just looking for I'm not looking for anything, actually. Yeah. Like, from a woman's perspective, or even, like, even a dude, don't, don't tell them what you're looking for because they'll start manufacturing what you want if they mm, want you. That's good. You know what I'm saying? But everything that's made by man's hands breaks <laughs> because you can only act for so long. That's real. And then when the real you shows up, when you're trying to figure out why you're frustrated, well, why do you treat me like this? Because this ain't the real me. <laughs> you know, now you that's got real. now you got real problems. Like just one thing I know we probably, oh God, we're past the time, aren't we? That's good, we yeah. No. <laughs> My, uh, when I was dating, like we would come home from not my current, you know, my past relationship. We would leave church and go to her house, and you know, sometimes after church and hang out. She wouldn't take off her church clothes. And I was like, hey, yo, like <laughs> put on like, no, seriously, put on what you would wear if I wasn't here. You know what I'm saying? Like where would you wear if I wasn't, you know, if I wasn't here, if I just dropped you off and left would you keep that on right now? Then don't do that when I'm when I'm here. So start putting on a little loose jogging pants and a little jogging shirt or whatever it was. <laughs> she put on the same thing her mother put on. So that's what I could expect. Yeah. Because that was her. That was authentic. Mm -hmm. But when you start putting your best foot forward, like if you don't wear makeup to sleep, like don't. I don't want to see you all made up all the time because that's not real. Yeah. I'm not going to wake up to that. I need to know how bad your breath does stink. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know, like, you need to know all those things. That's real. Yeah. Like, you need to observe things without, like, watch somebody before you let them know that you like them. Watch them for a while around people that they supposedly like and love. Hmm. You'll see the real person. Without the the, without any fronts, because they don't have to show anything, they don't have to pretend. And then if you like them from that point, then it's like, oh, okay, well, that's who they are. Who are they? Who are they? Who are their closest friends? Because that's what they're gonna tell you your business to. Yeah. And you're gonna have to live with their advice when she, he she comes back saying the stuff that they said in their own words. Like right. if you don't get on my face. <laughs> That's not your voice. <laughs> you know, so all those things, you know, all those things matter. So, yeah. all right, That's I'm shutting good. up now. Well, thank you so much. You're I definitely, I'm I, I enjoyed to be this. On kicking it with Kelsey. Thank you're you so much. You're a superstar. I thought I was never going to be able to get shut you out up, here. Like, get out of here. But no, this was good. Like, I said, I always feel like you have all the answers. And Why? Will you stop saying that? I do, because everything that I've asked you in my life, People you always like, come with something like, 
Hey, I'll be like, for man, I never even thought of that before. I never thought like that before. And you need people like that in your life. Yes. You know, that can help you to, like, solid advice, you know? So. That's, that's what gifts are for, though. When somebody's gifted, I'm gifted for you. I'm gifted for yeah. somebody else. Ain't necessarily for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I can see that clear as day. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But then you're sitting in your own little thing. You know, the Bible says a poor man is despised for his wisdom. <laughs> he delivered a whole city, but he didn't own nothing. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, but he delivered the city. Yeah. You know, so it's like, don't undervalue, you know, your gifts. Like you're gifted. Your gift is for somebody else. You know what I mean? Like you give the microphone purpose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got the sound engineer. His gift is working for both of us right now. And he's not saying nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But without him, who are we right now? Right. You know what I mean? So it's like everybody's significant in that regard. And your gift is for other people. And that gift that makes room for you, the Bible says, a man's gift will make room for him, bring him before great men. That word yeah. gift means what you give away. This is something that you're giving away and is creating opportunities for you. So proud of you. Keep going. Thank you. Word Thank up. You. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was an so old much. phrase, but you know. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I definitely appreciate it. Um, if it's something like a gem that you can just drop real quick and leave for my listeners, um, like <laughs> I do this every time, but because um, yeah, like rather it's speaking to you know the women, like like I feel like my audience is men and women who are like young adults or mm-hmm. you know coming of into that wanting mm-hmm. to be married and want to have a family. Like, what is a piece of wisdom that you can give to them, like in that process? Be become the man or woman of your own dreams before you start asking for somebody else to be the man or woman of your dreams. Like be completely good with you. Like be completely happy with you. You know what I mean? And, and if you do that, everything else will just kind of work itself out. That's you know? good. I like that. You're gonna see me type that later on Instagram, like quote hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Because he always come with the he be dropping fire. Like I didn't know what that's I was good say. though. No, that was good. But but, yeah, that's that was real good. That was good. Well, thank you so much. And again, you um, where can they watch the show? Oh, it's on YouTube. The the okay. Doctor Will Show. That's a you know lowly eight thousand subscribers now. You know, okay. just it's my own cartoon animated series. I do all the and voices. It's dope. Yeah, I funny. wrote it, <laughs> created it. You know, do all that stuff, but. Check out my voice work at michaelmcdanielvo.com. The VO is for voiceover. Check out some of my work and, uh, you know, hit your boy up. More to come. (laughs) More to come. Good stuff. Well, again, thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. As always, if you have any feedback from this episode, I'm always down to answer any questions. If you have any questions for Mike, just let me know. Um, And as always, until next time, stay blessed. Kick up your shoes and relax your